This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. So what a privilege it is to, to be preaching this morning. Now, it, this might be one of the last times that, that I've got opportunity to preach before we actually go overseas. So a lot of the things um, need to give, get off the internet because when you apply for visas and things like that, then you have to be, yeah, <laughs> there, there can't be anything floating around on Google. So we've decided that yeah, this Sunday would probably be the last time that I'm doing a live sermon. But this whole week, the Lord has just been moving in my heart just so much about God's love and about how He wants us to draw close to Him, how He wants us to surrender everything. And I really believe that this morning is going to be so special. There's something that the Lord wants to come and do. He wants to come and revive us in a way that we've never been revived, in a way that we will never be the same. You see, many times we go on a men's camp or we go for this or that, and then just after that, we fall back into like a groove, and we go back to like the old ways. And my prayer this morning is really that, that the Lord will, yeah, that we will never go back to those grooves. And yeah, as Tayo shared, it was quite prophetic this morning as we took all the projects that the great eights did about bridges we carried all those bridges from one area to another and um now the message is not titled the bridge i wish it was but um jesus is the bridge but this morning i want to ask a question and i like to ask questions who came with an expectation to meet with jesus this morning okay that's everybody isn't that awesome all of us came some of us didn't go away this this weekend and we came here this morning because we've got an expectation to meet with jesus and this morning we're going to do things a little bit differently and we're going to worship at the end again and i'm really trusting that the lord will speak to each one of us this morning you see there's an urgency that god is releasing over the body of christ an urgency for his return, an urgency to really live like Christians. I don't know if you know what the meaning Christian is. Who knows the meaning of Christian? I've asked it a couple of times in previous sermons. Who knows what Christian means? Thayer. Follower of Christ? John? Anybody else? Brandt? Little Christ. That's what it actually means. So, when the, the Christians were first named Christians in Acts, and that literally me, meant little Christ. And what does Christ mean? Who knows what Christ means? Anointed. He is the anointed one. So that means that each one of us, if we call ourselves Christian, we are anointed ones. It means that we are commissioned 
with the good news. We are commissioned to go out and to see the world change. We are commissioned, we are anointed to actually do that. And sometimes we don't even realize we call ourselves Christians, but we are little anointed ones to go and redeem where the Lord is sending us. Isn't that amazing? Hey? <laughs> okay, that was not part of the sermon, but I want to read for us a scripture in John verse 3, uh, John 3 from verse 15 to 17. And we all know this part, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved see that's the message that is on God's heart is that he really loves us he loves each one of us so much each one of you sitting here this morning you are so precious and also each person that is not sitting here and I believe that the Lord is calling us to fulfill that great commission to actually go out and to bring revival wherever we go. Wherever we go, we've got Christ in us. We are little Christs. We are anointed to go to the world, to share that message of love. I don't know if you can remember the day that you met Jesus. Who can remember that day where your life was transformed, where you found Him as your first love? Sure. The race is going to come afterwards. <laughs> but you see, when we know that love that God has for us, it changes our lives. We can never ever be the same. Never ever. And this morning I sense that the Lord is calling us to come back to Him as our first love. And it is going to be a bit uncomfortable this morning. We had a small group on Wednesday evening and, and we, see, we saw a mighty move of, of the Lord. But it starts from that place of being obedient. It starts at that place of actually doing what He says. And, and this morning I've got a great expectation that He will come and revive us. That our lives will never be the same. Because only Holy Spirit can do that. But we need to be open for him to come and do that. Amen? Okay, so we're all going to stand and we're going to read four scriptures together. Okay, you can stand. Out of your comfort zone, sorry. <laughs> okay, John 14 verse 6. We're going to all read aloud from I am. From the inverted commas. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, 4 verse 14. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. 
but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. John 6 verse 35 And I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. John 6 verse 51 I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. Sure. You guys can be seated again. I just absolutely love the book of John because he's got so many things that he says, but just the heart that he says it in is in a heart of absolute love. The way that he just brings the gospel over is you can see that he's got a deep love for Jesus. His life was so touched by the gospel. And this morning I believe that the Lord wants to touch each one of our lives so that we can be refreshed and know him as our first love. And while I was preparing, the Lord showed me just so many things about stuff that we take as preference above our relationship with him. And this morning I really believe that he's calling us to come back to him, to really repent and to turn everything to him. You see, each one of us here came this morning with the expectation to meet with Jesus. But do you know what happens when we meet with Jesus? Wherever Jesus went, there was only one or two things that happened. There was either a riot or there was revival. That was the only two things that happened. And even you see that in, in the disciples' life afterwards. Wherever they went, there was either people that came to salvation or there were people that opposed them. But this morning, I really believe that the Lord wants to release a revival in our hearts so that we turn back to him and if you look at all the different revivals that there has been over the past number of years it all started with one thing it all started with repenting it started with that place where we decide to turn everything back to him just want to read a part that I got. The word revival is from the Hebrew word chaya. And it means to bring back to life, to restore to consciousness, or to restore to a previous condition. As stated in the Bible, it means a restoration, a rejuvenation, or renewal of interest after spiritual neglect, oblivion, or obscurity. It's a heartfelt return to God. And his commandments isn't that beautiful revival brings a strong sense of knowing how sinful we are and how much we need Jesus and how valuable his blood is to restore and redeem us revival means to come alive to the reason you are alive wherever Jesus went there was either a riot 
or a revival. You see, this morning, I'm really trusting the Lord that, that we will start as a body, that we will start to take bold steps. See, many times we are so comfortable just to sit in our own comfort and just to come to church on a Sunday or maybe on a Wednesday and even to come and listen to somebody bring the word. And yes, that is all important. But I'm really trusting that each one of us, that we will be intimate with Jesus, that He will be our everything, that we will lay our lives down. If we read Matthew 16 from verse 24 to 27, let's take up the cross and follow Him. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his father with his angels and then he will reward each one according to his works i want to read for us another tough scripture in revelations 3 from verse 15 to 17 and i know your works that you are neither cold nor hot i could wish you were cold or hot so then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth because you say I'm rich, I've become wealthy and have need of nothing. And do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind and naked. You see, many times we believe this lie that our lives need to be balanced, that Everything that we do needs to be, we say in Afrikaans, a matigheid. Ons moet alles in matigheid doen. Hey, isn't that true? <laughs> Julle stil veroogend. <laughs> but the Lord is calling us to go all out. To go all out for Him. Not to have a, just a mediocre life of following the same patterns and routines but to really be intimate with Jesus you see when we are intimate with Jesus our lives are transformed and we can never be the same every single day is an adventure every single day when we are intimate with Jesus this morning I sense that there are so many things that are distracting us I'm going to run through a couple of things this morning and really want us to open our heart for Holy Spirit to speak to each one of us. Because you see, when we go over that bridge, we can take nothing with us. One day when we pass on, see us used an analogy yesterday that, um, that you never see a, what's the word? Um, a likes for what's a likes for in Afrikaans? I can only so you know, so see us doing it. 
a hearse. When you see a hearse, you don't see a fenter uh, that's pulled behind it. Hey? There's nothing that goes behind that. You're on your own there. There's nothing that goes with you. Yes, yiltemal alien. And many times we live our lives that we're trying to get this fenter. Uh, there's some people that actually went away for this weekend and I think they had to really struggle to get that fenter full of all the stuff that they had to take on, on this long weekend. But many times we live our lives with, think, with the thinking of we've got this fenter trailer that we need to fill up and we need to keep all of those things. But this morning, the Lord is speaking to each one of us. And he's saying, come and lighten. And the first thing that, that I really believe that is keeping us out of the kingdom of God is busyness. Yo, when you greet most people, including myself, many times I say, when they ask, hoe gaan het? Hoe gaan het, Eugene? I say, dat gaan bezig. It's busy. We are busy. Hopefully we're busy with the right things, but that's almost like a catchphrase. We always say that we are busy. Yeah, and it's good to be busy with, with the things that, that the Lord is calling us to. But I think our lives are becoming so complex. That was probably one of the most beautiful things about the hard lockdown. It actually slowed us down so much that we had to do other things or had to spend time with Him. Wasn't that precious? You couldn't, even if you wanted to, you were sort of forced to lie down besides that still water. I remember about five years ago, I resigned at my previous workplace. And at that time, I thought that there was many opportunities that I needed to pursue. And I got all the plans that the Lord showed me. I started to get them sorted out. And because... I didn't resign with another job that, that was lined up or anything like that. I just, the Lord said, I must resign and only do that when the Lord speaks. Don't do it when you are frustrated or in a bad space because you will do it, make an emotional decision. But the Lord really released me to go. So I, I just say that in the backdrop um, because sometimes people take a message maybe a little bit lopsided. No, the pastor had said, can Monday bedank. But that's not what I'm saying. Um, but I remember I wanted to get all the things going because I was used to a fast-paced living, doing all the manufacturing stuff and looking after 80 people in the, in the plant. And that was just how I was running. 24-7 we were operating. And then when I wanted to get all the new plans going, I put my suit on. I really looked a bit. I didn't look myself. Um, and then the Lord told me, Eugene, I want you to come and rest for four months. And I'm like, yo, how is that possible? And the bond needs to be paid at the end of the month. There's ventures that needs to be started. There's all these things. But you, say, but you see, when we are obedient to Him and we follow Him, He wants us to come to that still water, to that place of rest. Now remember one of the first mornings that I took this four-month sabbatical and the Lord provided for each of those four months in an amazing, miraculous way. 
I went up the mountain. Maybe there's some of us that need to go up the mountain again. And when I got to the top of the mountain, I watched over the whole Helderberg. And I see, saw all the people that was just driving this way and that way. And I thought, yo, where are all these people going to? Ons levens is te gejaag. Our busyness keeps us from having an intimate relationship with Jesus. I want to say that again. Our busyness keeps us from having an intimate relationship with Jesus. What time are we getting up in the morning? Many times we get up early in the morning to do our work or prepare for work, but we neglect that place of being intimate with Him. And this morning is a call to come back to that place. Spending time in your own comfort rather than spending time with God. Children have become the rulers of our lives. Sure. We are more worried about what you will be wearing than the kingdom of God. Not committed to disciple others making no effort to share the gospel or your testimony at work. It's loveless towards others. It's only about your way, living in sin with a false sense of grace. The Lord wants us to part ways with sin. He paid the price. He is the bridge. And this morning I'm praying that this will be a sober moment for us. That we will see how much He loves us. And how much He wants us to be with Him. And to part with all the other distractions. We don't have a desire to pray or intercede. We've got joyless and passionless living. We've got a critical spirit. We're orphan spirit. We walk around with a victim mentality. Sure. See, many times when we operate from an orphan spirit, we get into all sorts of trouble and we blame everybody else but ourselves. And the Father says, come surrender that to me this morning. Surrender everything to me. Mediocre living, hypocritical, we do not walk the talk, we're pursuing our own destiny. I was jogging yesterday and as I was jogging, I, I drove or I ran past, I was actually walking at that time, I was so tired. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can jog, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> um, miracle happens every week, at least once. Um, but when I was driving past, um, or jogging or walking past some of the houses, the one house, the name on the house was My Way. And I was thinking, sure. That's very sad. 
Because that's what the world teaches us. The world teaches us it's my way, not his way. And this morning I really believe that the Lord wants to turn our hearts back to his way, that it will not be our way. Can I continue with the list? Of us have no genoeg gepraat. Ga nou by die goeie nies kom. Pursuing riches instead of God's kingdom. Marriages are coexisting rather than full of the love of Christ. Living with unforgiveness and not compelled to pursue reconciliation. Sure. When we are living with unforgiveness, we are putting a wall up between us and God. You see, when Christ took us over that bridge, He forgave us everything. All our sin. And in the kingdom of God, there's no great sin or small sin. Everything apart from His will is sin when we are missing the mark. But to walk with unforgiveness keeps us from being intimate with Jesus. Maybe you are sitting here this morning and you feel like, sure, there's like all these arrows that's being shot. The good news is that the Lord is calling you back. There's a liberty and a freedom that He wants us to step in. But we need to pursue reconciliation. We need to pursue reconciliation. Christ pursued each one of us sitting here. He pursued us to the point of death. He humbled Himself so that we can have life. So that we can have real, real life. Okay, we're going to amper klaar. Tolerate sin, living in sin without the urgency to repent, immersing yourself in worldly lusts, spending endless time before the television, screens and gaming, not pursuing holiness. We have little or no desire for prayer. We are like Sunday Christians. We are equipped but not going. Sure, that was quite, quite one that the Lord really just showed me that many times we, we become overweight in church. We get all the messages and we never go out to the world to share the messages that we have received. At our workplaces, many times our mouths are shut. But this morning I'm trusting the Lord that He will come and open our mouths. We cease to weep and mourn and grieve over our own sin. And the sin of others. We've got a consumer culture and need to be entertained to be drawn to church. We start fitting into and adapting to the world rather than the calling that God has got for us. There's idols in our lives become self-righteous. We can never become self-righteous. Never ever. Maybe you are sitting here this morning and you are saying, sure, I'm actually bold to say this. I don't know 
none of these things that he's talking about is in my life. Don't be self-righteous. Neglecting the gathering of the saints. Okay, you guys are all here. That's awesome. Eh? Not, not neglecting the gathering of the saints. But this morning, I really believe that we need to have an urgency to gather as believers together. In our small groups, we've got so many opportunities to share the gospel and then the last one trying in your own strength many times we we try to do things in our own strength instead of surrendering everything to God you see that revival in our hearts can only come when we truly repent when we truly turn everything to Him. See, if we read Philippians 2 from verse 5 to 13, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made Himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth. And of those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father therefore my beloved as you have always obeyed not as in my presence only but now much more in my absence work out your your own salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure really sense that the Lord wants to bring times of refreshing this morning I want to read another scripture in Acts verse 3 from verse 19 to 20 but just before that the Greek word for repentance is a Kosei of Stellenbosch. You know what that is, eh? Metanoia, that's such a beautiful name. The Greek word for repentance is metanoia, a journey to change one's mind, your heart, yourself, and the way of life. It implies making a decision to turn around, to face a new direction, a 180 degree turn to follow God. Maybe Holy Spirit is speaking to you here this morning and He's saying, come back to me. I want to be your first love. You see, when we find Him as our first love, our lives are transformed. We can never be the same. See, even if we have this burden of the stuff that is in the world that we are pursuing 
This morning we've got an opportunity to lay those things down at the altar. And we will see a renewal and a revival within us. That we will never go back to that groove that we so easily fall into. And there's a liberty here this morning for us to come to Him, to repent and turn from our ways. I want to read this beautiful scripture in Acts 3 verse 19 to 20. Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that He may send Jesus Christ who was preached to you before. At times of refreshing. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.